Hey girl. Hey mama. Ready to get unschooled? Totally. Welcome to Moms Unschooled. Where we break down all the things from the mundane to the magnificent. So you can think for yourself and do what's right for you. Hey Erin. Hey Sarah. When I say Karen, what do you think about? All the neighbors trolling out their windows, looking down on you and judging your actions. Yes. Tiger King. Wait, her name's not Karen. Yes. Carol. Her name is <laughs> Carol. No, 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 no. Okay. Tiger King. How would you describe a Karen? Karen, to me, are the nosy neighbors that are trolling out their window, looking down on your every move and judging. Nosy Nancy. Nosy Nancy, if you will, about who has a, something to say about everything. And they're, you're wrong. And you're wrong. Their way is the best. They're going to let you know about it, whether or not you ask. How that relates to getting unschooled about parenting, though, is Karen reminds me that there is this fine balance of kind of how to advocate for your child without being pushy. Because so I was having a conversation with a friend one time, and they were telling me some concerns they had about their child at school. And she said, you know, I want to do X, Y, Z, but I don't want to be a Karen. So at what point are we as moms, why are we stopping ourselves from advocating for our kids in certain ways that we think will benefit them just because we're afraid we might be viewed as being too pushy or quote that mom or as a Karen, right? Karen called the school today. She wants little Jimmy to be able to sit in the front row. Obviously, if he has a vision problem, that's one thing. But just because. So the moments us moms are allowed to be Karen, and not we feel, should embrace those moments. And not apologize for it. That is what I'm getting at. Let's do it. I have a cool article here from Megan Walbert that says, again, how to advocate for your child without being pushy. She writes, on the other hand, there's a fine line between advocating and being pushy. So how and when do you get involved in your child's education without being overbearing or taking it too far? And one of the things she first recommends is to be proactive where it counts. She talks about what are you going to basically spend your time focusing on when you do talk to their teacher, when you do talk to the school She suggested, she says, what I have told teachers at the beginning of the school year or at points throughout the year is about factors that could affect my child's emotional state overall. That is something more broad and general, like so-and-so has a hard time working in groups, so you might notice XYZ verse. My child cannot be put in a group or if they're put in a group, they have to only be with these people. So there's a difference between demanding an outcome versus sharing an insight about how your kid might do better. Sure. In a certain setting, I guess. You are not a Karen if you are genuinely concerned with your child's learning style. But you're not going in and saying, no, my child can't do that or they're not going to do that. No, and I think it's not being a Karen. If there is a procedure in the school on how to change something, as big of a deal as your child, say, switching classroom teachers, then it's it's okay for you to go through that chain. I hear what you're saying because her second thing, she says, start at the bottom. And what she really means by that, she says, the fastest way to escalate an issue with homework or behavior and create a contentious relationship going forward is to leapfrog over the teacher's head and go straight to the school administration. Now, I will say if something is more of an administrative issue and you know at that level that it's really not the teacher's bubblegum. I would probably, you know, just let the teacher know, but it's not going over their head if something is truly a school administrative issue. 
that you're having a challenge with versus a direct classroom issue, I would say. Sure, fair enough. She also points out that there's a difference for advocating for your kid when it might be something that's just your preference or if it's a legit like safety or bullying concern. I don't think we need to apologize for that. How do you distinguish when you will bring up something or not? Gut instinct. I have been the mom who voiced her concern and was the squeaky wheel until I got what I wanted. And did you ever feel bad about that? No. Because if I'm not going to advocate for my kid, who is? I know my child more than anyone else in this world. And if I don't help them have a voice, who is going to? If, If we're completely okay with status quo and things meh, They may or may not be going okay. If I can do better than it's just fine, I'm going to do that for my child. You had mentioned to me once that you changed your kid's classroom. Yes. You weren't doing it in response to your kid particularly saying that they did not prefer that one. No, not at all. Tell me about that decision for you. You just instinctually knew for some reason that that wasn't a good fit and you proceeded accordingly. Or how did you make that determination? Well, my child came home pleased, pleasant, happy with the classroom environment that she was in. This teacher was a delight, had a new take on education, and I'm okay with that. I love the fact that teachers still have times for creativity and bring in their own game to the classroom, if you will. And when it comes to voicing my concerns or not, I've taught my kids from day one, different adults have different rules. Part of the reason you go to school is to understand that all of mom's rules aren't necessarily important to other adults, and that's something that you need to learn from day one. They're going to discipline differently, they're going to speak differently to you, and they're going to teach you in different kinds of ways, and that only makes a more well-rounded child. In the specific situation where I chose to change classroom teachers for my child, there were comments from this happy, pleasant child of things like, I haven't learned anything new this year. And this was around Thanksgiving time. Or I would go in and they were practicing something that was several grades lower than what I thought that they should be working on during the day. Now I do have to say I had two young children at home at this time and so I wasn't involved in the classroom as much as maybe I would have wanted to. But as soon as I had the moment to go in and volunteer in the classroom, and might I add it wasn't to stalk the teacher. I went in to be helpful, be a classroom assistant when I actually had the time to do so. It was not for my child. This is really helpful because it's something you got to observe firsthand, which I think also makes a difference. Verse, just getting third-party feedback about what is happening in a classroom and how your kid is doing. I think when you do observe it firsthand, you're more inclined to advocate and take action. I went through the proper chain of procedures. However, I was a squeaky wheel in the fact that I made this decision. I saw and I observed all of this after Thanksgiving, y'all. So I knew to come back after the Christmas break would be the healthiest time to switch classes. So I needed it done and done quickly. So I went through the chain. I filled out all the paperwork. I kept emailing and calling until I got those meetings. Call me Karen if you want. Karen got what she needed to the last day before Christmas break. And it was the right choice. Did you ever second guess yourself about, oh, now they know my concerns, I'll trust that they'll handle it? Or were you always 100% confident that 
this has to happen now and this is what I'm pushing for. This has to happen now and this is what will be done. And you never felt bad about it. No. But I think, y'all, when we're talking about our kids, I'm going in and guns blazing, if you will. I'm going in to get it done because I know this is the right thing to do. It's not going to harm anybody else, these decisions Mm. I'm making. It's going to cause a little bit of meetings and paperwork for some admin, I'm sure. But it takes virtually no effort for them to put one child from one classroom into another. And bottom line is, it is the right decision. And you know what's best for your child. And if you can state your case in a very articulate way with your child's best interest at heart, there is no reason to consider yourself a Karen. Nor should they. So often we as mothers are nice. We play nice. We play nice at the bus stop. We play nice on the PTA. We play nice at the playground. We play nice to the teachers. We, we like being liked. But get your voice heard. So at some point as a parent, you have to recognize when this kind of value we place on, quote, being nice has to be subsided and just go in and ask for what you need for your kid. Yes. And go with your gut. I do know some people who they, you know, think they know what is going to be best for their kid, but they're trying to let the school process work, be diplomatic about it, and put their trust in the bureaucracy or administration that those changes will be made. But So what would you tell people who have that perspective? Well, no dig on admin, but admin is laden with paperwork. Mm-hmm. So if you want your paperwork shuffled to the top, you have to be the voice. You have to be the squeaky wheel. I need it to be known that this is an issue for me, for my child, and for my family. And this is something that needs to be rectified. This is something that needs to happen by X date or right now. You know, let's check this off your list of to-dos for crying out loud. Let's make this happen. It takes little effort. But I, as as mama, as Banny Rooster, I have to go ahead and make sure it gets to the finalizing ending point. So in your case, you were successful at it. What would you... Oh, I'm going to be successful at it. Okay, so that's interesting. So if you had gotten pushback or excuses or just general process delays, how would you have handled that? Well, like I said, we were in a bit of a time crunch when we finally made the decision to do this. And so, I mean, my timeline was first day of school back in January, something needed to be different. So you can guarantee I had weighed out all of my options. I'd looked at neighboring schools. Can I transport her to that school myself? Do I need to homeschool this child? Can I handle homeschooling this child? Bottom line is, I knew if the school wasn't able to help me in the timely manner that I needed, that I was ready to make even more of a drastic change. And you were clear about that up front. They understood explicitly that you needed to see this happen by this time. Yes, I, it wasn't, I wasn't threatening them to move schools or anything or disenroll her. I just said, this is when this needs to happen. Mm-hmm. I need you to stay on top of this. And then I inspected what I expected and mm. walked in with a smile on my face every day to see if my case, quote unquote, was moving along wow because I only gave them about a week to deal with this and did you ever sense that they were giving you a oh that parent vibe I had Mm. some oh that parent vibe but but it didn't bother you which 
I think it's important for people to hear. Or maybe it did, but you still stayed the course. The people who I might have been getting eyeballed from or I could really feel how they may or may not have felt about me weren't really the decision makers to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so they, as far as I was concerned, was just one more hurdle I had to jump through to talk to the people who mm. could make the decisions and get this done for me. So I, at that point, I didn't care if you like me or not. I'm going to stand here until I get in front of the people who make the decisions. I love that. I think that's very helpful. Another thing she writes is to keep your perspective. She says, I'm a naturally anxious person with a gift for worrying about the things that are happening, the things that are likely to happen, and the things that probably won't happen. But will it really ultimately matter for my child? She said, use that same test when you ask yourself whether you should step in because Jimmy, she says, was placed on the junior varsity basketball team even though he's devastated and you know he deserves to be on varsity. Will a year of junior varsity ruin Jimmy's chances of growing as a player and a teammate and long-term successfully as an adult? Or is it a potentially an opportunity for him to be a leader on that team? So I think keeping your perspective about what you are advocating for how significant is that ultimately or are you I think you're a Karen when you're complaining about everything yes like and, and let's face it like JV versus varsity might be a Karen moment can you as mom turn this situation around we know Jimmy's devastated poor Jimmy can we turn this moment around and use it as a learning moment for all of us does how much does Jimmy really care he's devastated today yeah Is he going to be devastated in two months from now? Well, how is Jimmy going to pick himself up by the bootstraps and work harder to get on the varsity next year? You can have these conversations without intervening as a Karen. Do you think dads have this problem between determining the balance between being an advocate for your kid and being, quote, that parent or a Karen? No. Wait, what's is there a male counterpart or a dad counterpart? Can we name him now? How about Carl? Ah! Don't be a Carl. <laughs> Karen and Carl. They just sound like, um, oh man, I don't know. The people looking out their windows judging you. Yeah. We recently had our annual, oh my goodness, kids are jumping in the leaf piles that property maintenance is collecting. How oh, the dare they? How dare they? That is a litmus test for you totally being a Karen or a Carl. You've totally lost sight of the fact that kids can happily develop and go outside and play. Like, you have to have a problem with that. Are those the battles that you're really needing to fight? Yes. So picking your battles, I think, is a good thing to keep in mind when advocating versus being worried about being a Karen. I love what you said about just the gut check. There was obviously something that was bothering you about the learning environment your daughter was in, and you didn't apologize for that. Nor should you. I think dad is here to support mom and her gut instinct. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a mom and dad duo through and through. But if mom, if you have this gut instinct that something needs to change, go ahead and voice your concerns to your spouse. But if you think this is important, you need to go forward with that. Sometimes my husband is going to support me if I'm telling him my gut is telling me to do that. Has there ever been a time when you thought you were maybe were caring about something that you didn't intend to be? Oh, sure. Oh, like what? I have definitely worn my judgy pants before. Even when I look back and I was part of some sort of volunteering organization and I thought the leaders 
who were there making more decisions or events or so on and so forth weren't quite doing it the way they should. Man alive, the judgy pants came out. Yeah, so I think the fine line is Karens thrive on judgment and they never move to the advocacy part. And they don't do that check of like, yes, part of advocating for my kid is that I have made a judgment that I know something is not working for them and therefore I am going to change it in the vein of improving this for my kid versus I'm making a judgment and they're going to hear about it whether it helps my kid or not. Absolutely. So be an advocate. Don't be a Karen unless you have to. Don't worry about being a Karen. Do what's right for your child, your family. Does Karen have like a nice cousin? That's I think who I we're know. wanting I, to be. I feel be. like it, we all feel like we're Karens and then we evolve into like bonus Karen. But yeah. that still has this negative connotation. There's, right. So who's like Karen's advocate cousin that has all this in check? Kathy! Yes, Kathy, the well-intentioned advocate for her kids. Thanks for listening to Moms Unschooled. Subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, or email us at momsunschooled at gmail.com. Juicy!